The Road to Rediscovery Medieval Mullamast Medieval Mullamast's Road to Rediscovery began in 2002. Before a new road is constructed, a number of steps are taken to try to minimise the impact of the road development on wildlife, archaeology and people living in the vicinity. Maps, aerial photographs and historical records are all consulted in detail long in advance of a digger appearing in a field. Mullamass was identified as being a likely area for archaeology due to its historical importance, but the potential of the site was first revealed in a geophysical survey. This survey used a variety of techniques to essentially see what lay below the surface of the ground. The results of the survey indicated an array of archaeological features grouped along what appeared to be a road or street. The true scale of what Mullamast represented was confirmed in 2004. Aerial photography found that this unassuming pastureland contained a multitude of earthworks covering a staggering 50 acres. In 2005, Archaeological test trenching along the M9-M10 motorway corridor conclusively confirmed the presence of an ancient road and settlement. These remains were located some 200 metres from Prospect House, an 18th century building that is thought to stand on the site of a lost medieval castle. It became clear that these newly discovered remains were part of a deserted medieval village, a manorial settlement associated with the castle. In March 2007, a team of archaeologists arrived to fully excavate the village within the motorway corridor. By the time they departed, nine months later, 10% of this remarkable medieval site had given up its secrets. At the core of Mullamast was its medieval road. Despite the importance of the road to the settlement, the villagers didn't appear to go to much trouble with its upkeep. For most of its use, it remained a simple earthen track, winding its way through the buildings. But they did make sure it was wide, very wide indeed, measuring up to 15 metres in width to the north of the site. They did this for practical reasons, as the main traffic on it was not human, but animal with most goods being moved by ox or horse-drawn carts, and herds of cattle and horses would have been driven along the road. The citizens decided to keep an even larger undeveloped space at the south of the site. This may have been the location of their village green. If so, it would have been one of the most vibrant parts of Mullamast, home to markets and fairs, where locals traded and exchanged goods, watched entertainment, and gossiped with friends and neighbours. On either side of the road were the villagers' properties. Medieval villages were typically laid out in a series of long, narrow plots. The front of the plot, called the toft, contained the buildings. The rear, or croft, was used as a garden or paddock. At Mullamast, only the very front of the properties was within the excavation area, but it was bursting with evidence for medieval life. Centuries of occupation was revealed in a complex pattern of ditches, pits and gullies. 
It was here that the medieval villagers dug their wells and buried their rubbish, staked out their animal pens and gardens. They dried their grain and constructed barns to store the harvest and built pathways to the nearby stream. Most importantly, this was also where they built their homes. The home was the heartbeat of life in medieval Mullamast. Beneath their roofs, countless family dramas played out and generations of villagers were born, lived and died. But despite their importance, these houses left little archaeological trace. All that remained of them were the occasional packed clay floor, or the hearths used for cooking and heating. There were no walls to accurately understand their size and shape. Only intermittent drains and sporadic stone footings betrayed traces of their outline. One reason for this was the endless cycle of demolition and rebuilding that was part and parcel of life in a medieval village. Another was damage caused by ploughing, long after the houses had faded from memory. But the main reason was the way these homes were built. Many of the Mullamast houses were likely constructed using what was known as the ground set method. Rather than digging deep foundation trenches or burying structural posts, this technique set timbers above ground on stone pads, leaving almost no archaeological trace. Even though little survives, at least some of the Mullamast houses were probably similar to medieval longhouses found in Britain. Some had footings of stone, but the walls were built largely of sod or clay daub. Beneath a roof of thatch or wooden shingles, the living space was divided into one section for the family and another for livestock. These were the type of dwellings favoured by peasants who worked the land, an activity that was the lifeblood of Mullamast. <laughs> 